This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Why did Kevin poop his own pants? If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Four, five, six. V-I-G! Good morning, everybody. Where are you? Ah, uh, there we go. Oh, okay. What's, what's wrong now? He couldn't find his mic. You gotta push certain buttons. 106.7. Not sure why that happened. 102. 102. 106.7 camera. What happened? Would you guess? You tell us. Sure, <laughs> aneurysm. Details on how to buy tickets for the K-Rock Almost Christmas. Nope. For the K-Rock Weenie Roast, which is coming up very soon. 839. Yep. Sure would like to have played that uh, Tiger Woods clip. That would have been <laughs> great. And it is 19 minutes after 9 o'clock. Sorry. This is where you hit the button, like we discussed. There you go. And now. 106.7 K-Rock is... <laughs> there it is. There it is. Our feature presentation. How you get a start like that? <laughs> the big dog is back. How you get to start the show like that? Because I mean, we missed you, no, ladies and gentlemen. Please. The dog. The you monkey is back in the zoo. <laughs> 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 morning, everybody. It's a Tuesday morning, the nineteenth of March. Good morning, Kevin. Hi. Are you Hi. tan, rested, and ready? Oh pff, no. Yesterday, you need another vacation. Yesterday, this morning, I was in Spain. Yeah. Yesterday, at this time, I was in Spain. Really? He's, he's wearing, wearing, he's, he's just wearing a beret. Yesterday, this morning. I am wearing a beret. No That's one's addressing he's wearing a beret. <laughs> it is weird. It is weird. And he brought a bowl. And he's smoking. Yeah. <laughs> a bowl. I was thinking of Spain, a, a matador. It was weird. It's my first thought. I liked it. Oh, I'm uh, surprised that you remember how to speak English. I yeah. figured you'd be oblying fluently by now. I was. I was pretty fluent, i got to be honest. Uh, by the yeah. way, I did notice you ended the email yesterday with gracias. <laughs> You're See? such a diva. Fluent. <laughs> fluent. Who, else, who else except for somebody fluent can use that word? You're right. That's true. You're Thank right. you. Mm-hmm. So I know you're going to tell us a little bit about it later, but was it was it fantastic? Yes, it was awesome. And I'd Isn't like to Barcelona? announce right now that at the end of the year, I'm moving to Barcelona. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. This backfired. <laughs> I wouldn't no, mind you. Kidding. Barcelona is one of the four or five cities I've been around the world in my travels that I would go totally could see living here. Yeah, it's pretty Great fantastic. City. Great city. I'll just tell you one quick story right now. So I get there. I'm tired. My whole body clock is off for some reason. So it's midnight and I'm wide awake. So I think, I'll go to a club. Why not? Sure. Mm-hmm. So I uh, go to a club, and I get there at 1.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. And the bouncer guy at the door says, oh, I'm sorry. You're about an hour early. <laughs> oh, no. It was like a Tuesday. I mean, yes. <laughs> Welcome I mean, to Spain, baby. Uh, honestly. Wow. Those clubs go from about 2 to about 8 a.m. <gasps> 
Yeah. Oh, I'm tired. I'm just <laughs> for you. thinking about uh, it. N- it's not ideal for me, though, Bean. I would have to leave Barcelona to stay alive. Yeah. Ah, it's it's your uh, European Vegas. Correct, yes. I do like that you flew nine time zones and then said, my body clock was off <laughs> yeah. for some reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, like he flew to Vegas. I couldn't figure <laughs> out what happened. I can't, yeah, how did this happen? Why does it not feel like the exact same time as when I left? <laughs> Well, we're very excited to have you back, and uh, we're very excited to fill you in on stuff that you missed. One of the things that we were sad about is yeah. that you missed all of St. Patrick's Day and the weekend and the celebration and the party and me doing pudding shots. You don't you missed... do St. Patrick's Day. You he, never have. He I did, went to crawfish boil shots. over the weekend and did pudding shots. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. With, uh, with Bailey's and... Um... Jameson. Jameson. <laughs> yes. Okay, now I know. I don't know my alcohol. But no, it he was, really did. I know, it, but he didn't remember. Oh, he had no idea. No. <laughs> it was phenomenal. No. But anyway, we all, you also we also missed the opportunity to enjoy this magic again on St. Patrick's Day. And now, it's time for a moment with Kevin. You know what state in the union of these great United States of ours has the most Irish Americans in it? Boston. That's not a state. <laughs> You know uh, what state has the largest number of Irish Americans in it in these United States? Boston. Uh, I would say Massachusetts. <laughs> that was a moment with Kevin. I mean, that did happen. Uh, two years Two years in a row. Welcome yeah. back, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Making you feel good yeah. early. This is good. Been quite a tribute, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. All right. Do we have time for the thing? Sure. Mm-hmm. This story annoys me to no end. Um, you know how I am, uh, I'm a champion of women. There's no one who loves women more than I do. And, and sure. I'm in favor of if women want to go topless, I support that. I'm not uh-huh. going to be the one to stand in their way. What an okay. open mind you have, B. Thank you. Uh, I see women who get, uh, who get, uh, they, they get a hard time sometimes if they're going braless. There are people who complain about that. I'm in full support of that. If that's what they want to do, it's a woman's body. She has the right to wear as little as possible. I, I mean, really listen to women. A little as possible. Right. I don't really listen to women. Wow. Oh, that's the whole drop. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so Emily O'Connor is, uh, I'm championing her right now. She is uh, from Britain. She was flying from the Birmingham uh, airport uh, to the Canary Islands earlier this month. And the cabin crew came up and said that they were not going to allow her to board the plane wearing what she was wearing. They told her she was going to have to leave. In fact, she was surrounded by cabin crew who started to started to push her kind of off the plane and take her luggage and say, you can't come on here looking like this. No. So she stopped, stood her ground, and she said to the fellow passengers on the plane, is there anybody on this plane who is offended by what I am wearing? Oh. And she's really upset, by the way. She's very close to crying, she says. Right. And no passenger raised his or her hand. And then they started to chant, let her in, let her (laughs) in. She said, look, I was just hot. And she also pointed out that there was a man who was wearing just a vest and shorts on the plane. And he was not at all challenged by the cabin crew. You were on her plane? (laughs) So she was asked to leave the plane. And eventually they allowed her to stay because she had a cousin elsewhere on the plane who gave her a heavy jacket that she then had to put on and wear for the duration of the flight. Now, I have texted and WhatsApped all of you the photo. I want you to take a look at the young woman involved in this discussion. Miss Emily O'Connor. Come on. All right, that's ridiculous. It's now, describe the outfit, Allie. You know girl clothes better than I do. It's essentially really? a camisole, but it would be kind of uh, cut a little bit underneath. So it is a belly shirt, but her pants are up past her belly button. Mm-hmm. It looks like if you 
like a longer bra or a tankini. It looks like more of a, more than a sports bra. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like a tankini oh, yeah. bathing suit. She would be overdressed for Coachella. Yes. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> you would see that outfit anywhere in the world where young women go, right? Yes. Yeah, it's just yes. a completely appropriate and tasteful and comfortable outfit for her to yes. wear. Well, yes. It is a little skin showing, just so it's out there. I'm, I'm I not mean, but she's also 22, it. by yes, the way. that's what I was going to say, is that it's it's more age-appropriate than anything. And if there's only skin showing, really, if you think about it, on where her stomach is showing. If that it's was, like her belly button. If that was yeah. down farther, it would just be a tank top. Yeah, yeah, correct. It's a tank top. Okay. Yeah. The airline says that they have an appropriate attire policy that applies equally to men and women of all ages, and our crews have the difficult task of implementing that policy, and they don't always get it right. What is it about young women that drives everybody else crazy? Is it is it the, the older women think, oh, I can't look like that, so no one should? Is it the older men who are afraid of getting horny? If they have to see a woman like that, I mean, why are why are is she being persecuted for just looking like a regular person? Do you know what the the flight attendant or whoever it was that threw her off the plane looked like? Because I would I guess old and male. Yeah, I, w- I would guess old and female. Okay, old and female, yeah. but old female. for sure. I mean, I know you hear about uh, you know puritanical feelings that people have. You know, going all the way back that you're many people are grown up to believe that sexy thoughts are bad thoughts and are affront to God and whatnot. This woman is doing absolutely nothing wrong. How can she's so doing many, everything right? How can so many people freak out about it? Like, where do you guys think this is coming from? It sounds to me like one person freaked out, and that was the attendant. It was and the whole it, cabin crew, though. The whole cabin crew apparently Ooh. agreed that it, that it was an inappropriate outfit, and that she had to be removed from the plane. That's they, crazy. As I said, they have apologized to her, and she was able to stay wearing a big, heavy jacket. Because God forbid she looked like a person. Big heavy jacket. <laughs> just a parka in a plane. That's comfortable. Yeah, come on. So anyway, what I just, airline was this? This was. Let me see. This was Thomas Cook Airlines. Okay, this is a made-up story. <laughs> Never heard None of this. No, that's None a legitimate European airline. That's a real airline. Thomas Cook? Yes, I've flown that before. I've never heard that. No, you haven't. Yes. Thomas Cook affair? Is this in the news? Yes. So anyway, they have apologized and said it's clear we should have handled the situation better. But I just, I wanted you guys to see that picture and just think how crazy, how crazy that story is. If I looked like her, I'd be wearing that right now. So apologies. I am. That I don't. I am wearing that right now. And looking pretty good. Thank you. Too, I might say. I'm not going to fly. <laughs> All right, let's talk about today's Kevin and Bean show, shall we? Why, God, why? Got a uh, brand new internet roundup? Yeah, we do. On the, the show greatest today? anti-drug PSA you've ever heard. Oh, fantastic. This is going to get you off the molly or whatever you got hooked on in uh, Spain there, Kevin. Hooked <laughs> on the molly. <laughs> I did get offered cocaine 30 times. Wow. wow. Yeah. I don't wonder you're moving to Spain. <laughs> I turned it down 29. I think that's a pretty good average. Yeah. I noticed uh, you were moving faster than usual today. Another feature called Is It Racist? Now, were you around for the debut of Is It Racist? No. I don't think so. You missed it. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I think it, I think it's a thing. I uh, have a story about my vacation where I am 100% shocked I'm not dead. Oh, no. Wow. Hmm. Um, Danielle. Judging you sounded disappointed. <laughs> well... <laughs> Uh, I was uh, more just like I'm putting myself in the shoes of how sad I'll be when he tells the story. <laughs> Danielle and the power washer. I have no idea what that is. Again, uh, I may have almost killed my wife. Oh, no. Go on. Okay. I, I rented it, though. I'll tell you that. We have a lot of... <laughs> oh, Jesus. It was, it was good. 
<laughs> we play a lot of uh, sound bites on this show, and a lot of people have their favorites. Mm -hmm. And they write to us and they say, why haven't you played this? Why didn't you play that in a certain situation? Mm -hmm. So we're going to take calls from people about your favorite sound bites. They alert us if they hear something in conversation that needs to be a sound bite. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. write to us. They're very say, upset. Oh, yeah. You got to pull it. You've let people down a lot. Never got to talk to R.J. Bell about the NCAA tournament. Mm -hmm. So that's coming up this morning as well. We'll take a break. We'll come back with what's happening next. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Hey, Allie. Hey, Bean. What's happening? Well, I'm not sure if Kevin uh, knew when he was out that James Gunn has been reinstated for Guardians not, of the Galaxy 3. I did not know that. Yes. Great. Great news. And on top of that, he was supposed to be doing the Suicide Squad movie. He's allowed to do that, finish that, and then move on. Wow. So it's it's kind of a win-win for Marvel, DC viewers, James Gunn, everybody. Um, but here's the thing. Don't call it Suicide Squad 2. It is a complete and total reboot of the franchise. Oh, what? Is that right? I'd be into that. Because people were like, oh, God, even James Gunn, can he save Suicide Squad? Well, according to producer Peter Safran, he says, don't call it Suicide Squad 2, total reboot. He said, here's the interesting part. It's everything you would hope from a James Gunn script, and I think that says a lot, and that promises a lot, and I know that we're going to deliver a lot. So ultimately, what? we're just going to pretend the first one didn't happen. I think that's basically yeah, that's what fantastic. they're all saying. Yeah. So he gets to do that, finish it, and then head on over to Volume 3, which he already wrote. So he gets to just go over, fine-tune some things, and direct it. What was the problem with the first Suicide Squad, you guys? It wasn't good. I know Jared Leto's Joker did not catch fire. No. I don't but know. It was just, it was sort of, I think if I had to put my finger on something, it would be the writing. It was just sort yeah. of poorly written and poorly done. And this was like the actors couldn't deliver some of the lines because they were stupid. I don't know. It was just, it was bad. I will say one thing about it is that I... It, it, to the writer's credit, they had to service a lot of celebrities in the uh, movie. Who hasn't? Oh. <laughs> and, and it was it's very difficult to get that many egos and make it an ensemble cast. Yeah. So I felt that they just had to, they tried to do too much in too little amount of time. And still the movie was too long. And Harley Quinn worked though, right? That character people that seem does to seem to connect, yes. yeah. yeah. But if it's a reboot, man, doesn't that mean everybody, the actors and stuff get redone? I would think so. I would think so. Yeah. Mm. Excited about that. Yeah, there you have it. You guys, what do you think about the movie Pretty Woman? One of the most iconic rom-coms of all time, would you uh, say? It's very 90s. Yeah. It is very 90s. Uh, Julia Roberts just did an interview, a profile in The Guardian, and she said, I don't think you could make that movie right now, right? So many things you could poke a hole in. Which I found in, well, so many uh, things you could poke a hole in. Come on. Well, yeah, but I think more now people are more accepting and understanding of sex workers. I think now you could do it and do it maybe even better. The thing that people seem to have a problem with with uh, looking back at that movie now mm -hmm. is like the um, white knight. That he came in and saved. Yeah, and yeah. on a white horse uh, <laughs> at the end. Like, convertible. Oh, convertible. I see. But a horse I, it might have been white. Yeah. Um, but that was the the reference, right? Is that he was supposed to be the white knight yeah, saving that he her? He saved her from her awful existence. Yeah. Too. Okay. That's what people seem to have an issue right. with now. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. Hmm. I'd like. I'd like to see it done over. James Gunn. James Gunn. <laughs> yeah. With all the cast of Suicide Squad. <laughs> but Harley then, Quinn. Harley Quinn and all the parts of uh, Pretty Woman. Yes. Be done for that. I like yes. It. 
She just kills all the Johns. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this took not, a real turn. Not really a rom com. I don't know. I'm kind of now even more into it. I just sold it. Interesting. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, here's a quote by Daryl Hannah from 2007. One of the um, eight stars that turned down the role. They sold it as a romantic fairy tale when, in fact, it's a story about a prostitute who becomes a lady by keeping being kept by a rich and powerful man. She thought it was degrading to women. A lot of people think that looking back, but I, I don't know. I, I mean, as a kid, when I watched it, I didn't think that, obviously. As a kid, I was just like, how do I stay at the Reach Bev Will and <laughs> take a bath and listen to Prince? Become hooker. And become yeah. a sex worker. And... I didn't, unfortunately. <laughs> and I'm here. You can't I just make like all as a, dreams. As a kid, you referred to it as the Reach Bevwill. That's what I like. <laughs> well, that's what they call it in the movie. <laughs> the Reach Bevwill. She writes it on the pizza. T- I have watched that movie a lot. Too many times. Wow. Some would say. Good Lord. Slippery little suckers. So, yeah, the little oyster because it flies out at dinner when she was trying to be all classy. <laughs> what? Hey. Some birthdays for you guys. Bruce Willis, right? Right. Right. What's your favorite Bruce Willis? Pulp Fiction, Moonlighting, Die Hard, Sixth Sense, Hostage, Armageddon. Probably Die Hard and then Armageddon. Yeah. (laughs) I did love Armageddon. I know a lot of people didn't like that. I'll go Die Hard. Okay. All right. Bean, no, no, uh... I mean, he's not really my thing. Uh, probably Pulp Fiction. Okay. I would say, yeah. All right. I mean, it was the best movie of all of those, I think. How dare that's you? ridiculous. I mean, that's just, what? Glenn Close and Dodgers pitcher Clayton Kershaw. <gasps> mm. oh, he's out. He's, he's out of the uh, opener, isn't he? Yeah. He's, he's not pitching uh, the first game. He's right. struggling, you guys. So, uh, that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Guys, we got the whole gang back together. How about that? I predict there will never be a day where we will <laughs> all be on the show at the same time again. <laughs> I think this is forever, you guys. Agreed. Kevin is back from vacation. Our producer, Dave, the King of Mexico. Hey, King. Hi. Good ready to see for... the monkey back. <laughs> it is very much. You ready to hear a, a new batch of Kevin and Bean Internet Roundup? I already heard it, so let's do it. Yeah. Click that mouse and open your browser. Pull up your shirt and drop them trousers. We've got shots that need your view and laugh so hard that you'll start spewing Kevin and Bane's internet roundup. Dave, he's just introducing the feature. You don't have to say you've seen them all. Well, I mean, he's I'm just the one asking of, a question. I'm so the one who collects them. So, right. okay. you know. All right. I'm always truthful, man. I felt like he was being kind of contrarious. He was. If you haven't seen the Avengers Endgame trailer number two, that's on the roundup, as well as just released this morning the new trailer for Toy Story 4. You definitely want to check those out. And a couple of others worth mentioning. Our friend Mike Realm, by the way, does astonishing work. He's a genius. Remixing video. He has done one for Into the Spider-Verse, which is amazing. You need to see that. And I'm sorry, this dog that's watching The Lion King is the smartest dog I've ever seen because... Look, a lot of dogs don't even, they, they don't react to anything on a television screen. Right. Other dogs will maybe look up if they hear a dog barking. This dog is full-on invested in the story and reacting to what's happening during the story on the screen. He is playing the part of Simba in his head. It's are, crazy. Are you positive there's no, like, dog trainer just off the camera who's, like, <laughs> telling him what to do, throwing him a treat? Yes, I am. Wow. Yeah, it's a, it's just astonishing. All right, if you ever thought about doing drugs, I'm going to tell you that uh, comedian Laura Cleary has, re- has put together a song that you need to never forget because... Uh, <laughs> 
she she'll tell you if you're offered drugs, you kick the drug dealer in the groin. That's what you do. And she's put it to a very peppy song. If you're hanging with your homies and someone offers you crack, just say no thank you and smack them in the sack. Say no to dope. Say no to dope. Get, get, get a pug now drugs. Get, get, get a pug now drugs. Instead of taking heroin, be a vegetarian. Oh. Eat that broccoli. Eat that broccoli. <laughs> Did you know that bath salts make you want to eat your face? Don't do that. Oh. Go on a boat race. Don't eat your face. Don't eat your face. <laughs> Don't eat your face. Don't eat your face. Don't eat your face. someone asks you to do drugs, how are you going to respond? A. You want to buy some crack, huh? Yes, sure, I'd love to. Oh, freeze. You're both under arrest. You're going to jail forever. B. You want to buy some arm heroin? Are you asking me because I'm black? Yes, I am. Or C. You want to buy some nose cocaine? Kick to the groin! Oh, my groin, oh! The correct answer is C. Always kick the drug dealer straight to the groin. Oh, my God. See, we've all learned a valuable lesson here today. <laughs> she's amazing, and she's doing all the singing and dancing. She's super pregnant, too, right? Yeah. Super pregnant while she's doing it. <laughs> all right, here's a guy who is a, uh, a sea captain. He is uh, taking tours, I guess. Is that what he's doing down in South Africa? I think he takes people out to see whales and whatnot. Well, it's very choppy seas on this particular day. And somehow he gets thrown off the boat, Kevin, and ends up where? In the whale's mouth. No. Oh, he is oh, I- no. inside the whale. Nope. Call him Jonah. Here's his story <laughs> talking about what it was like. I was trying to get a shot of um, a shark going through the bait ball. And it all happened very fast because it was the first day and uh, you kind of need to tune into the whole scenario. The next moment, it got dark and I felt some pressure on my hip. And once I felt the pressure, I instantly knew a whale had grabbed me. Instantly, I held my breath because my thought was now he's going to dive down and release me at some point in time, much deeper in the ocean. And then the next moment, I kind of felt that the whale was turning either way and that the pressure was released. And then I was washed out of the mouth and uh, was kind of coming back up onto the surface where surely I wasn't looking too clever. Once I got to the boat, I just looked at Heinz and I said, did you get it? And uh, he said, yes, he got it. And then I knew this was a very special event and a special moment. I don't think I had a whale of a time. I now have the inside knowledge of a whale, which nobody else has. You go to hell. How dare you? Didn't have a whale of a time. He was in the mouth of a whale. By the way, did you you get pictures? Okay, then it was a thing. No, right. it was a thing without pictures. <laughs> you were in a whale's mouth. <laughs> yes, exactly. And finally, Kevin, you will appreciate this so much. Have they unveiled the David Beckham statue? They have, and I've seen this, and it's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. So his good friend James Corden decided he was going to play a trick on Bex. And what he did was he had a terrible statue made, kind of like the Ronaldo statue that yep. everybody made fun of, right? With a big, big chin and a huge ass 
all the stuff that he knew David Beckham would hate. And he offered him up an opportunity to come down and see the statue before it was rolled out onto the stadium so that everybody else could you know, be there officially unveiling it. And it's horrible. And he's trying really hard to be nice, but he knows the statue is terrible. And in this clip on the James Corden show, he's talking to the guy who allegedly is the guy who carved the statue about how it can be fixed. We had the conversation, and I believe that what I did here is I've tried to capture you in motion. Look at my chin. <laughs> Maybe this other angle. You know what? The only thing that's good is, is the hair, and that's about it. <laughs> you do have great hair, I gotta tell you. I might, I know, but look at my bum. Oh, yeah. My ass. Yeah, again, I'm telling you, that's in motion. That's how it looks. It definitely doesn't look like that. Well, let me ask you, okay, let me ask you, what do you like? How can you change it in this, this short amount of time? I mean, we can't change it. I'm not saying I'm going to change it. I'm just saying, what do you like? There's no way that can go at the front of the stadium. There's no way. My, my parents are coming over. I mean, look how, but look how long my arms are. I, look like, I, I honestly look like Stretch Armstrong. It's lucky my kids are not coming over, because if my kids were to see this, I think they'd just cry. <laughs> so shortly after that, James Corden comes around the corner, and Beckham realizes he's been had, and it's, it's very, very funny, his reaction. That statue, by the way, <laughs> it is amazing, right? Oh. You can check out all these videos and so much more right now at krock.com or kevinandbean.com. It's this week's Kevin and Bean Internet Roundup. Yeah! Click that mouse and open your browser. Pull up your shirt and drop them trousers. We've got shots that need your viewing. Laugh so hard that you'll start spewing. Kevin and Bane's Internet Roundup. It's Kevin and Bane. K.U. Rock. K.R.O.Q. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to Is It Racist? Can you help me out? Because I have no clue. Is it racist? I don't know. Do you? Is it racist? Come on and let me know. Let's all find out on That's a peppy little song for Is It Racist? Yeah. <laughs> I, I asked Noah if he could do a hip-hop version, and he said, uh, no, that would be racist. So we're learning as we go. Look, we're a bunch of white guys and gals, so we're not the ones to decide. That's why we invited you, the African-American listeners of the Kevin Bean Show, to call in. All the phones are busy, so here's the story, and then we'll go to you, and you can tell us what you think. Gail King actually stirred up this controversy on her Instagram. Okay. She put up a photograph of O Magazine, which, as you know, is Oprah's magazine. Uh, of their creative director named Adam Glassman. Now, in the photo, he is wearing a sweatshirt. He's a white guy. Mm -hmm. He's wearing a sweatshirt that says, Black Don't Crack, 
okay? Okay. We've, we've all heard that expression because African-American people are so lucky that you can't tell if they're 30 or 70 because somehow... Yeah, white people are incredibly jealous of that. We get very wrinkly and very saggy, but black people look fantastic as an older person, right? So he's a white guy wearing a black don't crack shirt. Now, again, he's working for Oprah. He's working at O Magazine, which is a predominantly African-American work environment, but he is a white guy and he is wearing it. So Gail King says she loves the sweatshirt, but she asked her followers to weigh in on whether it was racist or not. Should Can he pull it off? Should be he be allowed to wear that sweatshirt? And there were thousands of comments, lots of different opinions. Some were in favor of the choice, saying he can wear it even though it doesn't apply to him. Others were saying he can wear it as long as he uh, it can explain it. Which, by the way, seems like a very dangerous area. It's like yes, Dave it with his remember Dave with his NWA, NWA shirt. shirt yeah. He sure. couldn't exactly stop everybody that saw him and say, "No, no, I love the band. It's not racist. I love the band." So, uh, grass is green, water is wet. The Pope is Catholic, and black don't crack. One follower said with the hashtag "The Facts of Life." So opinions all over the place. I don't know what to think about this. It seems to me like it could definitely be problematic. Him showing up at work like that, like like he's sort of pretending to be one of his black fellow employees. And he clearly isn't. So we thought we'd take it to the listeners. Let them help us know, is it racist? Is it racist? All right, let's start with uh, Larry. He was first in on line one, Woodland Hills. Larry, thank you so much for listening to the Kevin and Bean Show. How are you today, my friend? What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Well, we're glad you called. You heard the story. He's a white employee working for Oprah's Magazine wearing a sweatshirt that says, Black Don't Crack. Are you comfortable with that or no? Well, is there a little fine print on the bottom of that statement that says uh, facts? That says what? Facts? Hello? I don't know what happened. <laughs> Larry? All right, Larry. so that doesn't count yeah, one way or the other. Larry died. That's no very sad. We lost Larry. No vote. Or Oprah took him out. I don't know. <laughs> uh, how about Brian Longbeach up next? Hey, Brian, how you doing, man? Hey, what's up, Joe? You heard Love the you story. Too. Thank you very, Thank much. You very much. We appreciate it. You heard the story. What do you think? Black don't crack. Okay for a white dude to wear it or not? I think it's cool for a white dude to wear that. But uh, I think it also will have to be in, in certain situations. Like, I wouldn't wear it to work just in case you would offend somebody. That's a whole different era. Right, but he was at Oprah, so... Yeah. He works in a predominantly African-American environment. We assume that he is friends and friendly with all the people that he works with. I mean, he has a pretty senior position in the magazine. Does that make a difference to you? No, it doesn't, because it's still a workplace. I mean, certain things you wouldn't wear. You wouldn't wear an NWA t-shirt to work. All right, so yes sure. or no? Are you saying yes? It's racist? I'm saying I'm saying yes outside of a work environment where you wouldn't have to deal with the question that they're asking right now. Okay. Right? Okay. okay. So, All right. right. So we're going to put him down for a yes for racist at work. I mean, okay. Environment, yeah. Very good, Brian. Thank you. Javier up next. He is on line three. Now, are we accepting Javier as a black man? Nope. How, that, that is so, that's racist. That right is there. racist. Yeah, that's racist. Javier, what's your last name? Martinez? <laughs> it's, it's, it's Leon, actually. Ah, okay. Oh, okay. So you're... All right, I won't even delve into it any deeper. I'm not black, but, you know, I look more black than I do Hispanic. Oh, we'll accept I, it. Oh, yeah, we'll take it. Okay, all right. You can, you can be an honorary African-American even though you're not. All right. Black don't crack. Sounds, what say you, sir? Sounds good. 
you know, it depends on the context. Just like Brian was saying, I think before, I think it depends on where in the setting where you're wearing it. If it's a bunch of a bunch of like white people, you kind of got a question and be like, "What kind of crack are they talking about?" Oh, you know? oh. So, right. <laughs> yeah, but he works at Oprah Magazine. Yeah, I think in that case, I'd say no because it's Not somebody racist. who I would I, w- I would assume is conscious and um, has like, you know a good understanding of where he is and. I'm not going to take anything wrong with that in that scenario, but I okay. said I, I put an, I, I, I'd give a no. All right. Okay. You say no. All right. Thank you for the call. So one yes, one no. Let's do one more. Let's make it the tiebreaker and let's make it a lady. This is going to be Erica Sherman Oaks up next. Erica, welcome to the Kevin and Bean Show. How are you today? Good morning, Kevin and Bean. Popo's out. <laughs> Popo's out of you. I... you. You get the, the final vote. Yeah. It is. Racist has a negative or positive connotation. I believe it does? in a positive. Yes, it can. How can it, it be it can positive? Be... It can be positive Asian? because you say yes, Asians yes, are good at math. That's a positive thing that you're is... saying, but it's a racist thing to say. I think that's what Erica said. A perfect example. It is racist. Like the gentleman was saying at the top of the conversation, he was asking about the portion at the bottom. Does it say facts? It's a fact that black don't crack. And the darker, the berry, the sweeter, the juice. (laughs) That too. That's what a shirt should have said. (laughs) That being the case, while it might, it's kind of like stereotypes, only racist has a more negative connotation. So if you're taking a negative connotation, it's negative. But it is also the truth in as much as it is a true statement. All right, I'm trying to figure out whether you're voting yes or no. It is a vote of no, because I'm going to go with the positive. It is not racist. Not racist. Okay. I'm I'm ordering mine right now. No, 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 no. No, No, you're not. As a Jew, uh, I'm good with numbers. (laughs) So I'm going to say it's not racist. Not racist. (laughs) All right, Erica, thanks so much for listening. This has been Is It Racist? Is it racist? Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. You almost died on vacation? Well, I was lucky enough to go to Spain, which has just been a lifelong dream for me. And I got to go, and I'd I'd like to tell you four one-sentence stories and Mm -hmm. then get to the real one. One was I went. I got to a nightclub at 1.30 a.m. and they said I was an hour early. Yeah, that's insane. (laughs) Two is I met seven, seven people from Southern California. And we went on a pub crawl all night. Fun. It was so fun. We ended up at a place called the Monkey Bar, Bean. <laughs> that was your home. Three is that I went to dinner and forgot my credit card, had to leave my phone with them, go back to the hotel and get my credit card, come back, pay, and get my phone back. Oh, wow. Hashtag KevDog. Four is I was attacked by birds. I'm sorry? You know when you go to these uh, public places and and birds are used to being fed by tourists? Right. Oh yeah, sure. So I kicked at a bird and it <gasps> just like sidestepped, just like what whatever. It didn't care at all. And then there were two, three, four, seven, fourteen birds, and I literally, like a baby, got up and ran. Well, did you have any food with you? <laughs> no. Like, you, oh, were they no. responding? Do you think they were responding to the kick? I don't know, but oh. they were. It was a concerted effort for all of them to just. Take me down. So how they, much do you want to bet? I wish I would have had video of me standing up and running. That would have been the funniest thing. Were you eating a sandwich? I was not. Okay. Were they <laughs> ravens <laughs> or crows? Um, I don't know. Aren't they usually pigeons? Yeah, like they were pigeons. All, yeah. yeah, they oh, were pigeons. Yeah. Okay. Because ravens and crows, I mean, they're known for being dicks. I just wondered. Okay, so you're saying <laughs> pigeons. Oh, yeah. Okay, so now my real story. Um, okay. I got a scooter. 
Oh, no. Because everybody drives a scooter in Barcelona. What do you mean, no? You guys don't have a good history with scooters. Well, Bean doesn't. Mine's great. Oh, <laughs> come on. So I'm talking to my daughter, and she says, this is a terrible idea. And I said, don't tell anyone else in the family. I'm doing it, and I don't want to hear it. And if anybody else talks to me about it, I know it's you. So I went, and they had uh, 250cc, 125cc, and I was like, I'll take the 125. I don't really need 250. I'd probably kill myself on that. And they went, oh, we only have 50cc. It's kind of like a mini bike. Yeah, it's like a yeah. Mario Kart. <laughs> yeah, sort of. <laughs> it goes like 50 if you're going, like at full speed. So I went to this uh, tourist location, took some great pictures, and I thought to myself, okay, it's 13 minutes back to my hotel. I want to leave because I don't want to be driving in the dark. Mm -hmm. So I can get home in plenty of time before the sun goes down. Now, it doesn't have a GPS on it. Oh, so I keep the GPS on my phone, and I turn it up as loud as I can, but it's in my shorts <laughs> or in my jeans. So I can't. I hear every once in a while, I hear, left. <laughs> 200 feet. I have no idea what's going on. At one point, I pulled over, and by the way, now it's dark. Yes. I pulled over, and I was further away from my hotel than when I started. Mm. Also, in Barcelona, they have signs for streets, but they're little placards that are on the building on the corner. Hard to spot. Impossible. Yeah. In the dark, especially. Yes, especially in the dark. So I'm trying my best to get there. I've been going like for 45 minutes. I'm tired. I get to a roundabout. And I get into the roundabout, and I turn, and I go, oops, just missed my turn. So I thought, I'll just keep, keep going, going around. Sure. Look, right. sure. Look, it's Big Ben. European vacation. Yeah. Yeah. So um, as I start turning around, I feel something hit my whole left side, oh. my left handlebar, my left shoulder, and my left elbow. It was oh. those pigeons. Oh. <laughs> and I turned to my left, and it was a giant bus. <gasps> a bus. Oh. Now, I wouldn't say I got hit by it, but I got... Um, yeah, swiped. Swiped, yeah. I mean, not, it didn't knock me down immediately, but I thought in that one second, I hope my kids know I love them. Peace out. Like, I, it wasn't a question of whether I was going to die. It was just, this is it. This is how I go. So that there was a car to my right. I couldn't get over, so... Oh, my gosh. You were being sandwiched. Yeah, I was being sandwiched, yeah. And this bus didn't care because it's a bus, and I'm a scooter. A 50cc, right. no, no less. <laughs> I go, this guy's riding a mini bike. He deserves to go. Mm -hmm. So hits me. I sort of lean over, hit the brake, and at this part, I completely black out. Right. I don't know what happened. Somehow, yeah. I somehow I think I hit my brake enough that the car in the lane next to me went in front of me. Uh huh. But about thirty seconds later, I would say. I was I had gotten off the street and I was in a cafe and I was sweating and I threw up. Whoa. Whoa. Because, because of the brush with death. Because I knew I was going to die. I just got hit by a bus on a scooter. So somehow in the blackout time I had gotten over lane 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 it was 6 lanes around <gasps> and I had gotten all the way over and pulled off because I was really scared and threw up. Jeez. And I was sitting there thinking to myself, I just told my daughter I was going to get a scooter. She said it's a terrible idea. I said, don't tell anyone else that. I will be careful. You had like an out-of-body experience. Yes, very yeah. much so. And you have no memory of that 30 seconds of you extricating yourself I from don't. that traffic Quote, unquote, That's, surviving. I, I, yeah. I, I don't. I mean, I feel like it was probably 75% luck. 80% luck. Oh, my god! Just I happened to avoid because there were so many cars.
So I got over there for like, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes at the cafe, and I was just thinking, what do I do? Yeah. Um, you were kind of afraid to get back on I the was scooter. Ba- I was scared so. out of my yeah. I was scared out of my mind. It's still dark, obviously. Still, still dark. Are way f- far away from your hotel. You don't know how to get there. So I looked at the direction finder again, and I got on my scooter <laughs> and I drove oh. back to the hotel. Slowly, oh my I'm gosh. sure. Yeah, slowly in the right lane. And I will tell you this: that it was 13 minutes from where I was to my hotel, and it took one hour and 19 minutes to back. <laughs> oh, Kevin! A woman, a woman in a walker passed you <laughs> twice. Look at that. Guy. Oh, no, I toured around the whole city many, many different times. Like, I would go past a fountain and go, been here before. Wow. Not sure what I'm doing. But I got back on it, and I went back to my hotel, and I was like, all right. That was my brush with wow. death. So I'm all good now. So you get in a scooter? Absolutely. <laughs> so I rode it the rest of the vacation. No problems whatsoever. Really? Yeah. Oh, see, I don't think I'd get back on. That's so fun. <laughs> <laughs> the Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. So, Jensen. Yeah, we bought a house recently, uh, my wife and I, uh, Danielle, and we find ourselves um, doing a a lot of, uh, you know, upgrades in the house and sort of, you know, going to Home Depot a lot. Yeah, welcome to home maintenance. That's right. And one of the things that we've realized is after it rains uh, on our patio, it leaves a bit of a dirt oil patch. Sure. Residue, sure. Yeah, not easy to get off. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, So we decided to go to Home Depot and get a pressure washer. Oh, those are the best. Which are awesome. They're yes. so cool. Like those, are those wands that are extra strong? Yeah, and yeah. like you you know, you attach your hose to it and then you kind of just walk around and and, and a lot of water sort of pushes it off and into mm-hmm. the drain. Uh-huh. It's yeah. a great item. Sure. We went and got one and we were going to, you know, this weekend work together to fix this rain damage. Mm-hmm. How pregnant is your wife? That is important to deal with. <laughs> because I'm wondering why she's not on the couch watching TV eating potato chips while her husband is out power washing the, the front She uh, should be on a recliner yeah. in the front yard. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Number one. Why is she involved in this at all? Number one, she's a badass. Two, she enjoys doing things like this. Mm-hmm. But also, I need the motivation in order to work as a team. <laughs> uh, so, power washer. So, so. We realized as we're getting ready that there is no plug outlet near our pool. Okay. Which is safe. Probably the right thing. <laughs> okay. That may be the whitest thing you've ever said, Bob. Right. Well, <laughs> I haven't been on the show long enough then. Uh, and so uh, we use an extension cord that's about 50 feet. Okay. So we are going to plug in the extension cord in the house. Oh, my God. And then plug it into the power, you know, the power washer. Right. So uh, Danielle goes, I'll go plug it in. I'll be right back. I mm-hmm. go, great. So I'm still putting together the power washer. And I look up. She goes, everything's good. The extension cord is from the house across the pool. Oh, no. In the water? What? Submerged in the water. Oh, no. <gasps> submerged. She's by... trying to kill you. I would say that it's submerged. It's her. Oh, uh, I thought she Well, we'll get into up. that. Okay. <gasps> it's submerged about two feet into the into the pool. Okay. Now, dumb question. Yes. If the extension cord is in perfect shape, there's no way water gets into it, right? So now these are all questions, and this is why I'm bringing it up on air. Okay. So now I just need to set the set the the scene a little bit more. Okay. So now it is across, and now we have plugged into the power washer. Mm-hmm. So no outlets or ends of the plugs mm-hmm. are touching any water. The okay. only thing is that the middle of the outdoor extension cord mm-hmm. is completely submerged in a pool. Right. My reaction, she says, completely genuine was, oh God, you know, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Right. And she's like, what's wrong? 
This is her explanation as to why I recorded her last night. This is the reason she says she was fine with it. Because the plugs, the actual plug part was not going to be underwater. One plug was inside the house. The other plug was 10 feet away from the water. The part that was under the water is completely wrapped in whatever extension cord material is wrapped in. And it was an outdoor extension cord. The only difference between indoor extension cord and outdoor extension cord is that one is subjected to outdoor elements, a.k.a. water. Okay. So we get into a thing, not an argument at all, but me Googling as fast as I humanly <laughs> oh can. Oh my gosh, she's still <laughs> pressure washing. My wife is seven months pregnant. Yeah. And she and I, I'm sitting there being like, I don't want to touch the I don't want to touch the power washer. And she's mm. doing the one thing? Well, we're trying to figure out who who's gonna do it. Okay. So I'm saying I won't do it. <laughs> who can we afford to lose more in this family <laughs> to an electric vote, and water accident? I'm, I'm saying there's no way I'm gonna touch it. I, yeah, but you can't send your wife and unborn child out there to potentially be electrocuted. You have to do it. So I say, I'm going to go buy a longer extension cord because there is a plug in the front of the house. If we get 100 feet, it'll work out. And she goes, we don't have the time. It's going to get dark. And I'm now my whole body is sweating. <laughs> I, I can't breathe. I'm freaking out because, number one, I'm thinking she's going to make me do it. And I'm going to die in front you of my... You should do it. Well, she did it. She oh, did what? It. Oh, so, there's no chance she should do it. I, Ever. I wouldn't do it. I thought I was. Oh, what a baby. And so she picked up the thing and we all just stared at each other. And she turned on the power and everything was fine. And she used the pressure, you know, the power washer. Right. And, uh, and then she unplugged it. Now, my question, because we have a lot of people who work in electricians and... and Is it racist? And contractors. <laughs> was, oh, no, that's not it. It's not safe, right? Because there would just have to be one cut. If there's a cut, it's not safe. You die immediately. But what kind of bet is that? We should never yeah, be making no. that bet. And was it like a grounded extension cord with the three prongs? Or were you just putting like wimpy little indoor extension cords well, before we plugged it in, it was sparking a lot. No, <laughs> no. I'm, kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. My question is, what's the downside? If the downside is death, then maybe don't do that. Yeah, well, don't it, try it. It was grounded. It, you know, it had a little protective, you know, cover over the outlet side of the plugs as well. Um, but there's no way I should have allowed my pregnant no. wife to do that, right? And oh. even worse, he's telling the story to a couple of us yesterday, <laughs> and I said, "You have to talk her out of it." And his response. I tried for like a minute. <laughs> what? I'm like, what? I, I said, for the record, I said minutes. Okay. Jensen, okay. Do, you, do you know how much less funny this segment would have been had she been electrocuted? <laughs> I mean, wow. Honestly. Wow. You would have still it's come a great, in. Great and you point, have, Bean. You would have wow. still told the story. But I'm telling you, that would have been a terrible ending. <laughs> I don't make those kind of guesses anymore. I have to start thinking for three, right? I mean, yes. it's not. Yes. Don't guess when it comes to being electrocuted. Yeah, you need to bubble wrap your wife. I, I'm, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I'm ashamed. And I'm disappointed in myself. <laughs> the Kevin and Bean Show, world famous K-Rock. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Did you start talking with yes. the mic off again? Yeah. No, it was up, it was up, but it was just not up loud enough. It, it was like down here like this. <laughs> oh, so that happened. Allie, are we doing it wrong that neither of us have, have come close to death in the last week? Like well, Jensen has and Kevin has? I'm a little terrified that maybe ours is going to like sneak up on us. I just because wanna, they wait. both kind of had ideas that they might die. I just uh-huh. want to let you know, uh, Dylan from the 626, he works for Tesla Energy, says it's completely safe. All right. Several layers of insulation that would have had to be broken in order for there to be a problem. But then 714, I'm an electrician. He's fine with no holes in the cord, which doesn't necessarily <laughs> save my... Oh, no. I Manhood. love the fact that Jensen didn't do it. No, Danielle he was too busy it. Googling I've seen, if he died. Yeah, I've seen too many Final Destination movies to that's do that. That's the most astonishing oh, part right. of that And whole if that's thing. the truth, then you do it, not her. I, I didn't want to. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Um, coming up just after eight, we've never done this before, but somebody had the bright idea that we should invite you to call in with your favorite sound bites. You go to hell, you son of a bitch. Like that one. If you like that one. Uh, we will discuss and take your calls on it. Apparently, this is a very hot topic among fans of the Kevin and Bean Show. As have, a fan myself, this is a dream call-in absolutely. topic. Absolutely. Really? Yeah, yes. it's like a request line. We don't understand this. Oh, no. I don't oh my get God, this your drops all. are the greatest. They're the best. Honestly, I don't get this. This because... is unacceptable. <laughs> so we'll discuss that coming up right after 8. Before the, that, though, uh, Allie's got what's happening here on a Tuesday morning. You guys, uh, you guys hear about Mike Trout? Did I? Does he not want to win a World Series? Nah, man. He wants to make that money. He's a baseball player. He could have gotten plenty of money and played for a team that's going to win the World Series. Well, no, man. The Angels are switching managers. Who knows what kind of moves they're going to be making in the next few years? Okay. By well, few years, we know you that mean... he's not making any moves because he uh, reportedly is signing a 12-year deal with the Angels for 430 million dollars. Yeah! 12-year deal for $430 million. That's about $36 a year. Jensen, you had a a little stat of what it is for at-bats. Yeah, this is from Darren Roble on uh, Twitter. $66,978 per Mike Trout at-bat. Wow. Okay, now compare that. Strike out or nothing. Doesn't matter. Just at a bat. Now compare that to the median U.S. household annual earnings of $61,372. He will make per at-bat more than the average U.S. household. I wow. would argue that the Angels know he's worth it. Maybe they get it he's back the in the best mem- player in baseball. Maybe they get Wait, it back in memorabilia. Be, and there's an argument that he's the best player in baseball history. He's amazing. Yeah, a lot and, of people think that. And he's only 27. So I'm saying yeah. maybe he's worth it just from the right. income that he brings to the Angels. And he's such a personality plus guy. Oh, no, he's, he's funny. No, he's he's so much new. endorsements. And not really that guy. Tells a great story, that guy, Mike Trout. Guys, that's yeah. an insane amount of money. He's making about $150 million per word I've heard him say. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable, you guys. Yeah, that's of, crazy. A lot of money. I mean, we, it was just a week ago that we were ooing and eyeing over the Bryce Harper contract, which now looks puny. I know. How sad. Bryce Harper was like, only wait a minute. Million. I got 330 His is 30% more. Check my math. But <laughs> <laughs> just saying. That's crazy. It's just nuts. 
Anywho, did uh, you guys watch the uh, Black Mirror Bandersnatch on Netflix? I did. The interactive thing on Netflix. Six hours later, I turned it off. Okay, well, Netflix (laughs) announced yesterday that they're launching a new interactive family show. It's You vs. Wild, which is going to debut on April 10th. It's an eight-episode show starring survival expert Bear Grylls. Viewers will be able to show grills on expeditions around the world and then have chances to choose the course of the story in each episode. So then the, whatever most people vote for, he has to do? Whatever you vote for. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. what I see. Not yeah. everyone. film no. all the eventuality. Yeah. Gotcha. Although I do like the idea of live telling people what to right. do. Like, yeah. Like Ed TV. Oh, that would be <laughs> All incredible. right. Sorry to say America voted. You jump off that cliff. <laughs> you don't you think don't... it'll come to that? <laughs> you have to swim through the river of alligators. <laughs> you have to let your wife use a cord in a swimming pool. <laughs> no one would choose that. No, that's ridiculous. That's insane. Uh, Jensen... I was disappointed in Bandersnatch, by the way. Me too. Were you? I did not love it. Yeah, I didn't yeah. love it either. All right. It's got, right. It's got a nice technology that. possibility, but that wasn't mm-hmm. it. Yeah. It wasn't executed quite the way you'd want it nah. to be. All right. Jensen, you're getting a lot of unsolicited advice, you and Danielle, now that uh, she is with child. Um, no, people give that sort of like, you know, it would be cool. You know, they give like a right. soft suggestion. <laughs> right. but no one no one is just a jerk about it now. No one's saying, get all your sleep in now. Well, people do say that. Of course. Well, it's obviously no secret. Parents uh, don't get a lot of sleep in that first year of the baby's life. But it seems the struggle for sleep goes on a lot longer than that. Researchers found that both parental sleep satisfaction and sleep duration sharply declined after childbirth, hitting their lowest point when a baby is three months of age. Why are you staring at me through this whole pit story? What are but you doing? Here's, here's the upside, dudes. Women's sleep duration and quality were far more affected than men. And it depended on also whether they breastfed their baby or not. Women lost an average of one hour of sleep nightly compared to what they had prior to pregnancy. While men lost about 15 minutes. It's about, you it's about dudes, right. It's about right. What actually, right? Is yeah. up? That makes sense. But even after uh, four to six years after childbirth, mothers were still getting 20 minutes less sleep per night than before they became pregnant. So the whole thing is, yeah, you, you don't ever sleep the way you used to. And then in the teen years, you're not sleeping because you're worried about them. And then, I mean, if you're my mom... She's still worried. She's like, hey, send us an email when you get home. Like, really? I'm My mom wants, way me, to, too old. wants me to text when I land in a plane. I call my parents as soon as we land. I'm 40, man. I really? do it. I do it. As soon as we land, I call. That's and my dad want. always says the same thing. Oh, we knew. We got the flight tracker up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> then don't text or call. He doesn't know. <laughs> Something we could have spun around. It wasn't uh. updated. Listen, my parents love me. I'm sorry you guys had to hear that. And by it's the upsetting. way, don't fool yourself. Your mom is tired for other reasons, too. Right? Oh Let's never forget. All right. Some birthdays for you. Glenn Close, Bruce Willis, Clayton Kershaw, and that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. All right. Uh, this conversation came up. Uh, how did it come up while well, Kevin was on vacation, Jensen? How do we even get to talk about sound bites? I think that uh, Allie and I have been pitching this idea for a bit. Uh, yeah, and nobody will listen to us. And I'm telling you, people love your sound bites so much that to have like an instant request of playing it, that's oh, a dream. <laughs> yeah, I think we got a tweet or something with an instant request for a soundbite. We started talking about it. And I was like, nobody really cares. And then Dave put up something on at Kevin and Bean on our Twitter account yesterday asking what your favorite soundbite was. Mm-hmm. 
And the response was by the hundreds. People weighed in with what they love to hear, which is so weird to me. That sounds great. Let me know how that goes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, look, I love sound bites, too. I mean, I lay them down every single day and cut them up every single day and play them every single morning. Bean's a genius when it he comes truly to Well, is. I enjoy them. I mean, I think they're fun and I think they make, the, I think they add to the production value of the show. But I can't for a million years imagine having a favorite and calling up and saying, hey, I want to hear that. But that's what we're asking you to do right now. If you've got a favorite Kevin Bean soundbite, something you've heard us play here on the show, you can call us at 1-800-520-1067 and it'll be an instant request. We'll play it for you. All right, here's some of the responses that we got immediately after Dave put up my favorite Kevin Bean soundbite is and then fill in the blank. Uh, I, I am on Lemonade, I guess is essentially how you pronounce it, on Twitter, asked for this one. Nobody asked you, Kevin! Oh, that's great. <laughs> we all love that one. <laughs> we, cer- we certainly do. This is uh, Mark Awokeness who writes in and says, My favorite is... Gene Baxter and Kevin Ryder were lying. <laughs> that could have been said so many different points in my career. He says, uh, Gene Baxter and Kevin Ryder were lying, especially knowing the context. <laughs> and by the way, I would just like to say for the record, and nobody remembers this, it's just one of those Mandela effect things. It was Mark and Brian, you guys. Mm, okay. It was Mark and Brian who were on Unsolved Mysteries, and for some reason, just because we're two white guys, everybody thinks it was us. One people said it was us, and it just yep. snowballed into now everybody thinks <laughs> one it was people. I mean, one, one people. people. Mm-hmm. And they were the American Indians. <laughs> uh, Eva Famoon writes in. Her favorite Kevin Bean soundbite, here's one we haven't heard in a long time. Used to be very popular on the show. Yeah, Eric. <laughs> 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 Old-time Kevin and Bean fans will remember Cucamonga Heat. Here is a Brady writing in. Jensen, you're going to be very happy. This is fairly new to the mm-hmm. repertoire, but here's Brady's favorite. Oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> One of the best ever, in my opinion. Uh, 1-800-520-1068. If you have a favorite, we'll play it for you. Angel, also on the Kevin Bean Twitter account. Again, I wouldn't have thought of this, but here's the one that Angel, every day, is hoping ends up on the show. Wheel in the sky keeps on turning. Oh, that's a pretty good one. <laughs> that's Rob Delaney, isn't it? Yes. Yep. Amazing. It sure is. <laughs> All right, and one more from the tweet, and it is Jeremy. Allie, you're going to uh, never... This is going to be on your your tombstone, I think. Mm. When wow. You go. Lady Gaga! Oh, sweet Jesus. <laughs> Only if we're in charge of her tombstone. <laughs> that's, a, that's a beautiful sound, oh. though, isn't it? A beautiful sound. Uh, All right, are we willing to give this a try? Sure. Yeah. All right, Why I can't not? believe we're doing this for the first time ever 30 years in, but let's see who's up first. Uh, Jesse and Walnut, good morning. How's it going, guys? Good, thank you. Favorite soundbite? Uh, me and my girlfriend's favorite soundbite is the Jesus one. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> now, why is it you like that so much? Because. Jesus. Because Jesus. All right. Thank you, Jesse. Appreciate the call. All right. Let's go to um, Marcos in Cyprus. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Good. Thank you. Uh, my favorite is uh, I love hot Cheetos. Oh, when that's I eat that's... hot Cheetos, I get crazy. I just love hot Cheetos. <laughs> no. I think that's one of my favorite, too. Amen. I agree. So cute. Honestly, we could bump one Weezer song a morning. We do six of them anyway. We'll play all just drops over and over again. (laughs) Thank you for the call, Marcos. Uh, All right, let's go to Michael. Let's see. Who's calling us? Neil Segundo. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, guys. Happy Tuesday. What what do you like? Uh, Get your head out of your ass. All right, I have two. Let's see which one of them it is. Also, um, when you get around to it, 
Would you pull your head out of your ass? All right, that's not it. How about this one? Wake up and pull your head out of your ass. Mm. Oh, that's not it either. All right, let me try this one. Could you please get your head out of your ass? It's not a hat. Okay. <laughs> uh, Kevin must be on your end. I don't think we have that one. Well, how do we not have oh. caller with his favorite soundbite on the Kevin and Bean show? Michael, you do an impression of it. All right, this one? You have your head up your ass. It's the one from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. How many different do you have Samuel your head Jackson. up your asses, Clint, do you think we have? <laughs> <laughs> what Brooklyn Nine-Nine? We just played three of them. <laughs> How do we have more? Come on. <laughs> I think we're drawing a, I think right. we're drawing a blank right. on that oh, one. I mean, sorry, we gave Michael. him three tries, for we God's did. sakes. We're only human. <laughs> All right, hold on. Here's another one. Do you have your head up oh, your ass? That's the one you have. That's the one I just played, yeah. All right. Well. All right, let's move on to another caller. All right, let's go to um, Ryan uh, in Wader Park. Good morning, Ryan. Hey, good morning. So what happened to the what happened clips? Did the FBI make you guys take it down? What happened? <laughs> was, now, was that Tiger Woods' mom? It was Tiger Woods' mom. What happened? When he, was, when he was on the news after the whole thing broke down with his wife smashing his car up with a golf club, <laughs> that was her comment after she saw it on the news. She woke up that day and she was like, What happened? And uh, since, since you also mentioned the FBI. The FBI! Which, as you know, is certainly one of my favorites of all time. I appreciate the call so much, Ryan. All right, let's go to Scott in Long Beach. Good morning, Scott. Good morning, guys. How you doing? Good, thank you. Hey, Bean, uh, good luck in your new adventure. Uh, thank you, my sir. My favorite drop is, thanks, is uh, Spicy Spicy Sausage. Oh, Spicy Spicy. <laughs> Hang on. That one's going back to the Catherwood days, right? <laughs> I imagine yeah, being one. in front of like a big Wurlitzer organ yes. right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the archives. Just hitting buttons. I had... Um, I had Ebola up. I thought that's where we were going. I'm sorry. Here, oh, we could go Ebola if you want. Well, give yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. Give him a second. The man's a genius. All right. I'm not a genius. I'm having definitely having trouble. I, I'm wondering if we even still have that because I think we kind of. Oh. Oh, he's got well, I think I think it became it fell out of political correctness. I think was the and problem. And by that, the company made a stop. Yes, I think Mike <laughs> it was, was doing, it was still great. I think Mike was doing a gay voice, if I remember correctly, and that might have been the problem. I think <laughs> we may have uh, had to bump it. But thank you for the call, sir. We appreciate that. All right. Let's go to uh, Anthony in Compton. Good morning, Anthony. Hey, this is Ebola guy. <laughs> how, how are you known as Ebola guy? Because that's your Ebola, favorite drop? That's the funniest, that was the funniest thing. Oh, my God. I'd love, you guys have been forever. Don't touch your friend. Don't touch it. No, it is something dangerous. Ebola. <laughs> Those were good times. We were all dying of Ebola, weren't they? All right, let's do one more before the break. Can we, uh, can we make it, uh, Alex? Line six, please. Uh, right, Alex. Good morning. Good morning, party people. Favorite soundbite? Uh, it's a recent one, and it's just the timing of it always gets me. Uh, it's the Hispanic-sounding guy that says, Do we need all that? <laughs> do, do, do we need all of that? <laughs> that guy was an eyewitness to a robbery in a convenience store. That came out of the news one day, but it has proven to be very helpful for us here on the show. Great choice, Alex. That's a 2019 drop, I yeah. think, isn't wow. it? All right, what's your favorite soundbite? I can't believe we're doing this, but you're calling 1-800-520-1067. We'll try to play yours next on K-Rock. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock, K-R-O-Q. Let's take one phone call. Uh, we're talking about your favorite soundbites. Let's go to Laura in Huntington Beach. Good morning, Laura. What's up, party people? What's up? Well, you're listening to the Kevin and Bean Show, and you always hope to hear what soundbite? 
you know, it's seasonal, but my favorite soundbite is the background keyboard from Two Eyeballs. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Two That gets in your head and lasts all year long, doesn't it, Laura? All year long, all day long. Right now, I've got it in my head. I'm singing it, and I'm feeling it. I mean, it, we, we edited that down from about 11 minutes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it just goes on and on. That's a great choice. Thank you for calling. Here's the thing. We're talking about Kevin Bean's sound bites. Uh, a lot of people who listen to the show, thank you, by the way, for that. Uh, you care enough to have a favorite. Uh, we're hearing from all over. For instance, here's uh, Acacia, who writes in on the Kevin Bean Twitter account. This is her favorite. I don't watch the news. <laughs> Because I'm a kid. All right, here's Matt's Matt Steele's favorite. Yay! Sure. <laughs> Everybody loves the kids. Sure. Uh, Simba requested this one. Will Glenda be there? <laughs> <laughs> and our speaking of our old friend Mike Catherwood, he weighed in as well. This is his favorite. Murder. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the murder button. All right, so let's get back to your calls at 1-800-520-1067. Who's up first? Daniel in San Clemente. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? Good, thank you. Favorite sample? One of, one of my favorites is Chuck Henry when he was crying about the uh, you don't play it anymore. This might be my favorite of all time. Yes. Um, there was a fire, and the fire department told all of the media, get out. You have to get out. Yeah. Chuck Henry said, nope, I'm good. And then the fire just destroyed his van. Here's the longer version of him uh, crying about it. I feel so badly for, for the people that lost their possessions. <laughs> You know, the truck cares. Stupid truck with a bunch of equipment in it. I was inside the truck. I tried to get it start. I wouldn't start. I jumped out of the driver's seat, and all there was was flames. I saw Lee. He was outside, and I couldn't see where to go. He just said, hey, Chuck, Chuck, and he's calling at me. It was a fireman. And I just ran in his direction. He grabbed me, and he literally threw us in the back of his truck. Uh-oh, we're in trouble. That's the best. Yeah, why don't you leave when you're told to leave, a-hole? Thank you, Daniel. Appreciate the call. Let's go to line four. This is a deep cut from Julian calling from Los Angeles on the Kevin and Bean Show. Hey, Julian. Hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah, uh, it was during the Cycle of Mike days, uh, Man Cannon. (laughs) Remember, George Takei, here it is. Man Cannon. I mean, I don't. <laughs> I suspect he uses that a lot in his real life, but it was a very funny clip. Thank you for that. Let's go to Dylan, line five up next. Long Beach weighing in. Hey, Dylan. Hey, good morning, guys. How is everyone today? We are good. Thank you. Favorite soundbite? Uh, my favorite one has to be Asshole. Asshole. <laughs> dueling assholes. That's your favorite? It does come in handy very often. Thank you for the call. Appreciate that. Carrie weighing in on the Kevin Bean Twitter account. An old favorite. This was a success. I, I mean, love it. I mean, come on. Oh. Hey, uh, Bean, look up uh, line seven because we need to have need that. It. All right, need let's go, t- let's go uh, to line seven. Let's go to Tracy in Manhattan Beach. Hi. Yeah, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, too much information. Oh, Victor Fuentes. Right. Here's the thing about the great <laughs> Victor Fuentes. Classic. We have we got so much response on Dave's poll yesterday about Victor Fuentes. Let me just give you a bunch of Victor because you can't have too much Victor. Mm-mm. No. I mean, he's that guy. He's too much information is man. He's Remember? By the way, this is a guy who's calling 911 to get help. Yeah. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> 16, 12, 1. 
Hello. <laughs> and one more. Victor Fuentes. Yeah, Victor. Oh, love him. Love him so much. And we could never track him down, right? We tried hard. We just couldn't. All right, Kevin uh, on line four. This is one of Kevin's favorites as well. San Gabriel uh-huh. weighing in on the Kevin Abicha. What do you got? Yeah, so Species Spicy Sausage was one of my favorites as well, but since <laughs> that's not available, Anderson Cooper laughing. <laughs> This happened on the earth. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's one of my favorites too. Great. All right, I think we probably only have time for one more, but I suspect we'll be revisiting this topic. Why don't we go to Susan? She's streaming us in Boston, Allie. Two days in a row, we've had listeners from Boston. Crazy. Susan, good morning. Oh, hi everybody. How are you? We are good. good. Thank you. What's up? Great. All right, this is an old one, probably fifteen plus years. The little kid going fatty, 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 fatty. <laughs> Just look into your fat file, Bean. (laughs) We used to have one million fat files, and then we stopped doing it. I'm not going to lie when I tell you that it's going to be tough. How sad Kevin sounded. (laughs) They're so great. Hold on. Let's see if this is it. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life. That's right. How about this one? You've been called a vile, disgusting pig. Fat, lecherous loser. I don't Which would you prefer I called you? Okay. How about... Well, maybe I'm not... The norm. <laughs> I'm not camera friendly. I don't wear clothes that fit me. I'm not a heartbreaker. I haven't had sex with a woman. I don't know how that works. I guess I don't fall in line. I'm not hygienic. I don't wipe properly. I lack style. I have no charisma or self-esteem. I don't own a toothbrush <laughs> let my scabs heal <laughs> can't reach all the parts all right. of my body okay was that it susan no no all right no. let's that's see. not the one okay. let's hear some more okay let's see Is it, uh, we have to find i'm it. a huge tub of lard all right that's uh, probably not, not it, it. Oh. right it's the fat one. Uh, no. Shut up, fatty, fat, fat pants. Oh, that's close. very close. Is that close. it, Susan? Close. No, very close. No, okay. That's not, okay. So the bigger the cushion, the better the pushing, right, Charlie? Well, I'm telling you, hey, you know, a lean dog just for shout raising, a fat dog just for show. The more healthy girls are showing up all right, but them skinny girls, I don't know. I love that, dude. Charlie, that's not it. Oh, I, I think I got it for you. Fatty, fat, 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 fatty, fatty, fat, fat. There it is. Is that it, Susan? I think it's close, but I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world-famous K-Rock. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, we've missed this man. We've missed this face. We've missed this voice. We haven't talked to him since Super Bowl week. Hit it, Steve. Because he's RJ Bell, RJ Bell, RJ Bell, 
Bellows, the founder of pregame.com, the exclusive. Wait till it's over. For God's sakes, it was over in three seconds. I talked to the ta- over the tail end of the music. All right. Just Ar- you've been on vacation too I long. I love that you song. Forget That's how all I'm RJ is the founder of pregame.com, the exclusive odds provider for the Associated Press. When we last saw him, we actually had him in studio, in person in Atlanta. RJ, that was so much fun having you come by the broadcast. How are you, my friend? No doubt. I put a picture out. I had Kevin on one side, Bean on the other, me in the middle. And the caption said, two Radio Hall of Famers and dot, dot, dot. <laughs> so it was kind of one of those fill the caption in. Well, you keep uh, making our listeners money, and you'll be in a Hall of Fame as well. Uh, this is, I was really surprised to see on your site this week that college basketball betting in the month of March is, now listen to this, kids. College basketball betting in the month of March, where we are, is more than double Super Bowl betting. Wow. Wow. Now, of course, we know there are a lot more games to bet on. That makes more sense. But that just shows you how huge this month is in Las Vegas. Right, RJ? Absolutely. And maybe even more impressive, if you look at the first four days of the NCAA tournament, so Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, those four days alone, more betting action than the Super Bowl. In fact, just to give you a little idea of how much attention the tournament gets, the Hard Rock Cafe here in Vegas has uh, something called the Vinyl Room. So, you know, the Dice Man's played there, various musicians, Courtney Love, et cetera, et cetera. On Thursday night, they're hosting us doing a live podcast in that room talking about the games. So it really is a situation where uh, people only care about most people. Only care about college basketball a couple weeks a year, but these couple weeks they really care. Now, when uh, is it Warren Buffett who offers the billion dollars or whatever it is for a perfect bracket? He did for a while. Then everyone's kind of realized it's so hard to do. What are the odds? Has anyone ever gotten a perfect bracket? First of all, no, no one I've ever seen legitimately. In fact, you can bet right now, will someone on ESPN, which has the biggest free brackets, right? Will anyone have a perfect bracket? You can get 60 to 1 against anybody doing it. And it's just, listen, there's only 9.2 quintillion brackets. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Just 9.2 quintillion. So take 9 trillion, then times a million. Oh, my God. And you've got a quintillion. <laughs> so, here, so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> there's a, exact, I say there's a, the, 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 the biggest chance ever is when I say a big number like that, someone on Twitter says, so you're saying there's a chance. Yeah. That, that is the lock. Let me just give you one. I've got a bunch of these I tweet out. Let me give you one. All right. If you created one bracket a second, so imagine you had Chip, for example, say, all right, you're just going to be creating one bracket a second. That's all you're doing. Boom, 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 boom. One a second, right? It would take 292 billion years to create every possible bracket. All right, but isn't it possible that the first one would be right and then the rest of the 92 billion years would be wrong? It is possible. It, it, it is possible. Right? And, and you sound like someone that plays the Powerball, so congratulations. <laughs> open holes in your theory. All right, let me ask one more broad question, then we'll get into some specifics. Even casual basketball fans know that North Carolina is great, that Duke is great, that Gonzaga is great, that Kentucky is great. They have been historically great programs all along, right? Are there – how do I how do I phrase this question? Is there any way – there's no way to predict who's going to be last year's Virginia, which is the number one seed that gets bumped from the front. And that's why everybody's bracket gets busted at some point, right? Yeah, and, and But here's the flip side, though. What makes it so fun – 
is the casual fan, the secretary. Oh, yeah, that's great. The the person who, yeah. you know, doesn't follow it. They've got those little numbers beside uh, of the teams on the brackets. So you don't even have to know, you know, just pulling up a bracket right now. You don't even have to know that Duke is better than, let's say, North Dakota State. Almost anyone would know that, but you're going to see a 16 by North Dakota State and a 1 by Duke, and it's like, well, one's better. So that allows everyone to participate. That's why literally more people participate in brackets than Super Bowl betting, just because it's so easy to throw five bucks in and do a bracket, even if you haven't watched one second of college basketball this season. Here's what drives me crazy is the person that chooses them based on the color of the uniforms mm-hmm. almost always wins. But Or the mascot. Mascot. Well, well right. here's what we know is I've had five winning NFL seasons, five for five with you guys. <laughs> right. I've, I'm zero for four in our bracket contest, so I don't know if you guys are having one this year. But but I, you know, I don't. I, the, the, I mean, we only let in winners. That's yeah. what, well, that that sounds stupid. First of all, we but, are having one, and you are invited. Dave tells me, so we will take your money. In other words. Okay, so, I don't, so I don't want to brag, RJ, yes. but um, I won last year. That's kind of you're, you're making the point. And exactly. How did you bet? I well, I bet on like well, green and white sure. with Michigan State, it, and then I okay. There's one team in Rhode Island. I remember that the Patriots also always used to go down there because they had the best strippers. So I, that's how I did my bracket well, last year. That is part of my factor, too, so Absolutely. that's interesting. Okay. But, yeah. but what I will say is there's just the right amount of luck where someone like me probably is going to win more than the average person, but not so much the average person won't participate. What are some of your tips beyond obviously picking the ones over the 16s that you can recommend for the casual fan listening this morning? And first, I got to say, this is a pending trademark, so don't try to use it. (laughs) Cinderella has a curfew. What what it means is at each round, there is a ceiling. And if if your seed is higher than that, you're not going to make that round. So let me give you a good example. Okay. A lot of teams make the Sweet 16, which means you got to win the first two rounds. But if you want to make the Elite Eight, you need to be an 11 seed or better. There's only been one Elite Eight team in modern history. So there's been 280 of them in modern history. Only one of them has been seeded worse than number 11. So you always hear about number 12s and they make their advance, but they don't make the Elite Eight. So at each round, and I actually put this up at the website for free, is that each round there's just these rules. Advance this many of these, but don't advance someone worse than this because history says it's not going to happen. The website is pregame.com. Bean usually mentions that at the end, but I thought I'd throw it in now that you're talking about it. And here, thank you. And here's a great example. Last 30 seasons. The NCAA champion has been a number four seed or better. So you have four uh, quadrants, so there's 16 four seeds or better. So history tells us, with one exception in three decades, that one of those 16 teams are going to win. But somehow the NCAA does a great job of making everyone excited about it. But really, those 16 teams, history says, are the ones with the best chance. Duke, by the way, is the number one favorite. Yeah, uh, Duke's got got, Zion. They got Zion and all the history, right? And explain that because they're the favorite. So, what's betting look like in real dollar terms on a team like Duke this year? Now, this is one of the biggest favorites in the last decade. So, if you just looked at the beginning of each tournament and said who's the favorite, 
What are they paying? Duke this year would be probably the second biggest favorite of any team in the last decade, with the exception, you might remember, Kentucky had an undefeated team five or so years ago that everyone thought, oh, my God, how good they were. Well, they ended up getting beat. Uh, Anthony Davis was on that team. So what does plus 250 mean? So that means 100 wins you $250. So even though Duke is a clear favorite, you still almost triple your money if Duke wins. Gonzaga on the West Coast is 5-1, to North Carolina 8-1. to Virginia eight to one, Kentucky twelve to one. So those are the big favorites. And as you mentioned, a lot of blue bloods, a lot of names you hear year after year in the tournament are some of the favorites. Do you have a pick, just a random pick of those best teams for who's gonna get knocked out? Because everybody that's filled out the brackets has to go, okay, somebody's gonna lose and ruin most people's bets. Right. One of the basic rules is you only advance three number one seeds to the Elite Eight. So the one seed that we've knocked out, the number one, is Gonzaga. We oh. think Florida State beats them. So amongst all the number one seeds, which is Duke and Virginia and North Carolina and Gonzaga, we think Gonzaga is the one that goes out first. So Gonzaga is no longer the Cinderella team. They've proven to be too good over the last few years for that, but you're still saying they're not elite enough to keep going. Yeah, gotcha. they're the second favorite right now behind Duke. Wow, there's so much information on the NCAA tournament, as you can imagine, up at pregame.com, the exclusive odds provider for the Associated Press. Also, RJ has a podcast called RJ Bell's Dream Preview, available on iTunes with college football and NFL episodes each week. Everything you need for the biggest games of the week at pregame.com. And are you, you're you still doing this straight out of Vegas with RJ Bell. I imagine this is a huge week on your national sports betting show, too, right? Yeah, 200 stations, Fox Sports Radio. When you say still doing it, it's like it's shocking they haven't fired me after five no, that's what I heard. Is that the implication? <laughs> That's what I was picking up. I mean, I mean I'm going for 30 years like you guys, right? So, All yes, right, uh, 6 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Pacific, every weekday, Fox Sports Radio. Have a uh, fantastic tournament if we don't talk to you. I suspect we may dip in with you again when it gets to Final Four time. But that thanks would be for my us. pleasure. Thanks, guys. Thanks, we RJ. You're going to be very excited, Kevin, Mm -hmm. that just because you were on vacation and away from the show for a few days does not mean that we stopped generating moments with. Gracias. Let's hear it. And now, a moment with Bean. Would you have ever expected after the key and peels... What? (laughs) After the key and pee years that Jordan Peele would go off to... Key and peel years. What did I say? Key and pee Oh, no. That was a moment with me. Oh, no. That's pretty sweet, right? That is pretty sweet. It's fun when it's not you, isn't it? Yes, it is. All right, Allie is here with our final look at what's happening here on a Tuesday morning. What do you got? And I feel like it was a twofer in there. He got two in. Should we hear it again? Yeah. Pay special attention. All right. And now, a moment with Bean. Would you have ever expected after the key and peels? What? After the key and pee years, that Jordan Peele would go off to... Key and peel years. What did I say? Key and pee? Oh, no. (laughs) That was a moment with me. This sadness in his voice. So fun when it's someone else. (laughs) This is great. I enjoyed it, Bean.
Good times. So remember when Wendy Williams was gone from her daytime talk show from January until just about a week ago? Yep. Yeah, and it sounded like she, for a while, it sounded like she wasn't coming back. Wait, ever. is she back? Like she is done? back. Yeah, oh, she came back on March 4th. But they attributed the hiatus to a fractured shoulder and her battle with Graves' disease. Mm-hmm. Well, she revealed something today on her show that she has been quietly focusing on her sobriety. She has been living in a sober house, and her quote on the show, she said, For some time now, and even today and beyond, I've been living in a sober house. You know I've had a struggle with cocaine in my past. I never went to a place to get the treatment. I don't know how, except God was sitting on my shoulder, and I just stopped. She didn't confirm that it's cocaine again, Mm -hmm. but she essentially said that nobody has known about this except for her cousin, Kevin Hunter, is the only one that knew she was seeking treatment. She said her, her day now is she goes to Pilates, then she goes to meetings all over town, and then she is back at this sober house. She's driven around by a 24-hour sober coach until she's back at the sober house, and she says she lives in this tri-state area with a bunch of smelly boys who have become my family. Mm. Look, anything that keeps her off my TV, I support. <laughs> no! Come on. Yes. You support her doing coke so she stays off no. television? Whatever a, it takes. That's a oh, terrible wow. thing to say. We're saying that she not only is back on her show, But she's letting people know that are watching, listen, I have been a functioning addict for all these years. Maybe someone right now that's watching is too. Mm. Look, I'm not wishing her any health problems. I want her to be healthy just away from the cameras. Bean, can I ask you a question though? Because her guest hosts weren't all that helpful because would you rather have her or Nick Cannon? Oh, what a real terrible Sophie's choice. choice, yeah. However, or Michael Rappaport, even oh, worse. Don't oh. even bring that name. Those up. were guest those guest hosts, also. However, Jerry O'Connell was too. Yeah, that's and true. That Just, give it. Just give it Jerry to O'Connell. Yep, Just good point. The him. way to do it is to pick hosts that suck. Yeah, and then well, everybody's like, "Come back." Did with the first two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, good times, guys. Hey, Dwayne The Rock Johnson celebrated the world over for what? His muscles, right? His strength. He's a big dude. So not a shock that the first armored division at Fort Bliss decided to name a tank after him. What? (laughs) They announced the move in a tweet. If you smell what America's tank division is cooking. And then they showed a picture of the tank, tweeted it to The Rock, Well, The Rock saw it. He gave them a shout-out on Instagram, writing, I'm sending a salute of respect and gratitude to the Black Hawk Squadron's first armored division for the honor of naming their tank the most advanced in the world, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Heavy duty, badass, sexy AF, built to take care of business. Wow. That's less a thank you than look at me. He's pretty chill. Pretty much let me bone this tank is what I got from it. (laughs) But then he wrote, but most importantly, thank you all for your service. Grateful to the bone. Obviously, what can you find wrong with that, right? No, he's the best. Oh, well, people found stuff wrong with it. (laughs) Not the rock. The rock, yeah. This is uh, is my favorite from a woman. Well, I really like you as a person and everything, but what is a tank meant for? It's meant to take the lives of human beings and others, and that is not admirable. I hope it won't get used. May God bless you all. Peace and love. Next one. That's not something to be very proud of. It'll be your name on a tank that kills innocent people. Calm your teas, people. I think you want your military to have tanks. Yes. In the event of them being necessary to fight wars. 
By the way, not to get too controversial, but no one except for the United States, I think, spends mm-hmm. more time making sure they don't kill innocent people. Well, yeah, we spend tons on quote-unquote defense. And, like... Uh, laser-guarded, uh, guided missiles and stuff mm-hmm. like that, just to be sure. Yeah. I mean, I think we go. Of course, of course, we do. We do kill, yes. Of course, agree. We, we need a tank, is what we're saying. Right. Well, tanks are very important. Yeah. Is That's, the bottom line to let's, this let's story? Let's not skimp the budget on the tanks. Right? <laughs> yeah. Honestly, uh, people will find fault with anything. I mean, if if you did look at a statement, you'd be like. Rock wants to bone the tank. That's I mean, what I he's think getting so. at. That's very sexual. And I am turned on now. That's what I got from but it. But I'm offended. What? I'm writing a strongly worded letter to you now. How about that? I'm oh. cranking up my own outrage machine. Oh, no. <laughs> so comedian Amy Schumer is getting very personal in her new Netflix special, which I believe came out last night, right? At midnight? This week, yeah. Yeah. It's Amy Schumer growing, and she talks about pregnancy, marriage, and in the process revealed that her husband, Chris Fisher, is on the spectrum. So she told the Chicago crowd in the special, I knew from the beginning that my husband's brain was a little different than mine. I have to start this over because I really want to get this right because I love him very much. So she didn't want to make a joke out of saying, oh, my husband might have Asperger's, that type of thing. Right. So I guess she details it in a story about how he basically is on the autism spectrum um, with Asperger's. And she said she realized it. her first inkling was she said um, she told the story about how she fell down during a walk together. And she said nine out of ten people would go, oh, my God, are you OK? And she said maybe more like ten out of ten. Instead, my husband kind of froze, became a lighthouse, just opening and closing his mouth. And she said, I remember laying on the ground looking up at him. I wasn't mad. I just thought, huh. And then she said, I had a lot of huh moments dating him. And then once he was diagnosed, he wasn't diagnosed until they were together. Oh, I see. She said it was so funny because all of the characteristics that make it clear that he's on the spectrum are all of the reasons that I fell madly in love with him. That's so sweet. Oh, it's so lovely. So, Bean, if you wanted to get tested... Mm-hmm. Oh, there's no testing needed. We don't We don't need to. There's but, 30 yeah. years of radio. <laughs> but, yeah, I do love that she then goes on to say to him, hey, does this look like S, like pointing to her dress? And he's like, yep. Yeah, got a lot of other clothes. Go pick one. That's Bean. She said he keeps it real. Whatever's on his mind. He doesn't care about social norms or what you expect him to say or do. He's a chef, right? He's yes. Bean, is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, he's Bean. She, yeah, she has married Bean. Yep. But I just think it's so lovely for her to come out with that and be like, listen, totally normal, everything's fine. Also what I love about Also him. everything about what makes him on the spectrum is how and why I fell in love with him. So. But sweet. there is a, what do they say, a lid for every pot. That is what they say if you are 94. <laughs> it's an expression is- meaning there's someone for everyone. Right, from the 1920s. Great that, that they found each that other. That my Nana said. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to just keep it a bean. You kept it a bean. You certainly did. Well, a lot of uh, tweets about this Jelly Belly line. Jelly beans. What's going on? Well, what's happening right now? (laughs) Jelly Belly creator David Klein is adding CBD oil to a line of his candies after learning more about all of the health benefits of the oil extract. The company's Spectrum Confections is selling CBD oil in bulk. They have original sugar-free sour flavors, 38 flavors, including toasted marshmallow, mango, and pina colada. Do do, do we need all of that? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes, too. 
People take it for anxiety, for pain. Dogs are taking it for epilepsy. I mean, there's so many great, great things mm-hmm. that come from CBD oil. Smoke weed every day. Again, it's, it's not, not weed. weed it doesn't get you high. It's good. Thank you. Alan McKay for CBD oil. (laughs) (laughs) Stay off the weed. It's not the weed part. Again, no THC. Not going to make you high. Not going to make you high. You guys, when's the last time you got a new pillow? New pillow. I got one rather recently, actually. Really? How long? We made the move. Year and Uh, a half, maybe? I did. Too long? No, my. I mean, I don't think you want to hear my answer. I I do want to hear it because I, I think, think you're that, everyone. I think that before mm-hmm. I have a fiance, mm-hmm. I believed I changed pillows once every six years. Yeah, I think you're normal. You're, yeah. Yeah. And I will say this: I know that researchers say every three months is when you should be changing your pillow. Yeah, they just yes. want you to buy they more pillows. They want you to buy more pillows. Yeah, yeah. that's insane. That's but I, crazy. I, I will, That's big pillow. That is big pillow in their pocket. <laughs> I have, I've talked about it before, I like a flatter pillow. And mm-hmm. once I find a flat pillow that is good, mm-hmm. oh, I, I keep it. Yeah, why years. would you change it up if you love it? Absolutely. Well, they're saying because it loses, a lot of people say, um, a lot of people in the study, they say there's ways to tell if it's time for you to get a new pillow. First, lay a pillow across your arm. If it folds over like a saddlebag, time to ditch it. No. That's when I, it's good, right? But I That's like when that. it's good. That's when it's broken. disgusting. We're a disgrace to our family. <laughs> also, place a pillow on a firm surface. Press down in the center. A good pillow will pop back up into place once you lift your hand. Again, I don't want that. That's too bouncy. Agree. Sleep experts say that your best bet is to choose a medium height pillow that offers support for side sleeping and the shallowness needed for back sleeping. I say get a pillow that you like and yeah, sure you're sweating all over it. Yeah, it's got all of your dead skin embedded in it, but Mm. it's your sweat and it's your dead skin. Get out of my pocket, big pillow. You can wash your pillowcase and not have to yeah. sleep in your own sweat. Words that have never well, been yeah, said. Yeah, you wash your pillowcase. It doesn't mean it's not seeping into your pillow. Yeah, with, well, at least once a week with the pillowcases. At that, least. That I was always on top of. You sickos. I'm going to bite my pillow is what I'm going to do. <laughs> if you're doing a lot of that, that might change it up. Yeah. Some birthdays for you guys. Dodgers pitcher Clayton Kershaw. Actors Bruce Willis and Glenn Close, and that's what's happening. Thanks, Ellie. And you drive home today. Listen to the commercial-free 5 p.m. hour. Random act of helpfulness to these SoCal helpful Honda dealers. Tomorrow morning, an all-new uh, Kevin and Bean show. Thomas Lennon will join us. Yay! Uh, fast food news with Jensen and um, snowplow parents. What's up? <laughs> Plus, your chance to win tickets for the Black Keys at the Forum, and you qualify to see them again at the Life Is Beautiful Festival in Las Vegas tomorrow morning. Kevin and Bean on K Rock. K Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.